birthday, America. And happy birthday to our friend Pete Maniscalco, turning 50 this week. Wow, the big 5-0. He's the one that gets us into all of our movies. That's yes. correct. Yeah, yes. Happy birthday, Pete. Yeah, happy birthday, Pete. And we got to give a shout-out to Megan, who just left, because we loved working with her. My name is Carl Middleman. I'm Lynn Venhouse. And I'm back with us again. Oh, Jim Tudor. Oh, hi. I'm sorry, I stepped on my intro there. That's okay. <laughs> hi, Jim. Good to see you. Thank you. Hope you're having a good summer with the kids. Oh, it's a blast. <laughs> every, when they're not at school. Every freaking day. Yeah. We're going to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home next. Then we'll talk midsummer around minute 32. Around minute 53, we'll talk about the new DVDs coming out this week. Around 1 hour and 11 minutes, we'll have a theater wrap-up. Around 1 hour and 15 minutes, we'll talk about the Skyviews anniversary. And then 1 hour and 21 minutes, what's coming up next week. Two major releases this week. Shall we start with the one that's going to make all of the money? Or should we talk about the one that is very contentious? Well, yeah. let's, let's do the one that's going to make all the money. Let's do all, all the All right, money. that is Spider-Man Far From Home, and this is the sequel to the... Extru- no, it's the sequel to Endgame. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not, it is not a sequel to Homecoming. This is the 23rd Marvel MCU entry. And You're right. We're in the weeds already. It's, a, it's both, right? It's a sequel to Endgame and a sequel to the Spider-Man yes. Homecoming. Yes. It's, it's two things. But you need to have seen Endgame to... Yes. Fully appreciate Far From Home. And yes. they take it one step farther. The uh, What I liked about Homecoming was that it was like a John Hughes teen movie wrapped in a superhero universe. And yes. this is a road trip movie. Spring break, everybody. Right. It's still a teen movie, but it's that's a little lost in the shuffle this time comparatively. Yeah, it's. It, I like J.B. Smoove's line. He's one of the teachers that's on their trip and says, we have done nothing science on this science trip. <laughs> Which, yeah, you could say that. Now, what do you guys think about the spoiler? Like, if you haven't seen Endgame and you see this. If you've only seen, if you're a Spider-Man fan and you saw Homecoming, I think you will still appreciate it. But if you were planning on seeing Endgame, then you should see it beforehand. If you're just a Spider-Man guy, you might not be able to follow everything that goes on because it is absolutely a continuation of Endgame, which is where I have many of the problems. Okay. Which what? begs the question, though, not for you, but just in general to the world out there, if if you're interested at all in Spider-Man or superheroes, how the heck would you have not seen Endgame by now? Well, yeah. I mean, even the directors of Endgame... Gave you three weeks. ...said, okay, after three weeks, we're lifting the ban on spoilers and everyone out there, feel free to go nuts, as though they have the authority to institute that. Well, but they did, and... Uh, and so then they said, hey, everyone, watch... Like, you heard about the guy from England who had not seen Endgame. He was waiting for it to come on. Uh, pay TV and he was going to see it and then he saw Tom Holland on Graham Norton and his wife's like idiot it's Tom Holland of course you're going to find something why were you watching him yes yes and And so he's getting eaten alive on social media and you know certain cultural phenomenons like a giant (laughs) thing like Avengers Endgame you need to understand that it's on you. You know, you're you're not going to, you know, everyone will keep their mouth shut up to a point. And I think three weeks is probably Yeah, but about, it's been two and a half months for now. I know. So this guy who gets upset, I don't know why that, why we even know about him, you know. Because <laughs> no, cause his wife, his wife was making fun of yeah. him on social. He's the last man in the world who hasn't seen Endgame who cares about it. 
so anyway, no, you got to see Endgame, and you said you had issues. With I have the issues. Endgame times. Well, I, we've been. Ar- I, Dan and I argued when Endgame came out, and I said the more you think about Endgame, the more it has plot holes because time travel is dumb. And right. so, and and he thinks it's a great um, piece de resistance for. Tony Stark slash RDJ. And I will agree with the RDJ part. Robert Downey Jr. is fabulous in the film, but not for Tony Stark. Tony Stark is a selfish prick who ruins everyone's life just for his daughter. And there, that is evidence in this movie where you find out everyone else in the MCU has been calling it the snap. And that's what we've been calling it. But in Far From Home, they call it the blip because you know what? None of them know about the Thanos snap. Right. They didn't know. So they're like, it's the blip. And there is one scene. They address it. It's very weird that every single one of Peter's friends also got blipped instead. Every single mm. one except for one minor character that – yeah. ages five years which is they make that funny but they address it w- with one scene and you don't even know that it is uh, uh, Aunt May talking until you see her at the end she tells what happened to her in the blip she also got blipped right and so they tell what happens to her in the blip and it's very funny and they also show a video of when people came back which also yeah. begs more questions did did when they unsnapped everybody did they make would they put caveats to make sure everyone was safe like what if you were on a plane would you would you would you I, would see, you just I appear you. in midair and exactly. drop to your death right uh, well see this is why time travel it makes my head hurt and because you start thinking what? and it just it you it never holds up yes yeah, iron man was a jerk they all needed to reappear like in some warehouse empty warehouse somewhere right or something you know because what happened was what we see in spider-man and by the way we should explain here um uh for anyone uh, like the guy in england that okay in avengers endgame um it cuts ahead five years and everyone has been who'd been snapped out of existence comes back five years later but the same age as they were when they disappeared so, because tony had a daughter right the rest and it was all was... for one person yeah but Ugh. but i think you know it's relatable to us as parents no he could we're... have said let's let's go back to the time but have my daughter still be alive that's all he would have had to done or does it or does time travel not work that way I, it makes it, it makes my head hurt. But the, what the, about the people that said, "Oh, I can't go on with this. I'm going to kill myself because I don't want to well, live without my family, who's all been blipped away." What happens to them? Do they get reborn? I don't know. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't I mean, make it doesn't, sense. How, well, it's, it's a comic it's, book it's movie. It's so random, but it's just the key players uh, happen. What I liked best about Homecoming and uh, which continued in the uh, Captain America. Civil War. No, Civil War was first. First. Oh, yeah, that's right. Civil, Civil War, War was, was first. first. That was that was Tom Holland's first appearance as Spider-Man was the relationship he had with Tony Stark. It was a it was a father figure relationship mm-hmm. and he was so reverential, you know, he'd call him Mr. Stark mm-hmm. just like Jesse Because called. he was a high school sophomore. Right. And, and Tony Stark is one of the most richest and famous people in the world. Right. And then he would be it, it was just it was a really nice a relationship with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland, and that continued. And then when uh, uh, the 
first the what was that? The, now I'm totally forgetting. John the, Favreau, Happy. No, the Avengers before Endgame. What was that called? Ultron. Oh, the, Infinity War. Infinity oh, War. That Infinity one. The one a year before. Okay, when when uh, where they had two movies between Infinity Wars, which was Ant Man and Wasp, and uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right when Tom Holland uh, disappears, mm-hmm. or when he's blipped, <laughs> when he's snapped. And I'm are not we so are we supposed anything? to call it blipped or snapped now? Yeah, it we've been calling matter. it snapped for a year, and now yeah. it's blipped. It's it's dumb. Snapped. Well, it's that that uh, really struck an emotional chord with uh, with Iron Man. Of yes, course. and then now Iron Man, because of his sacrifice, mm-hmm. this movie deifies him, and he's on all these murals. He's on all these. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He is, uh, you know, uh, like like one of the political figures that's been assassinated. Sure, kind right. of thing. So I thought they should have had some kind of scene, a flashback scene, and I know they do they have do. flashbacks because of the way the villains are associated yes. uh, with people, but. They don't ever establish that relationship with uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man. Yes, I think they well, went with Happy. Implied, well, yeah, implied, but that would have been nice to have like a little, If you, as long as they're going to be having this connection, they should have maybe had a throwback because they do have RDJ in, they do have RDJ in one. RDJ, yes. Um, are, are we talking about? Minutia, I, I, like you wish there would have been a Robert yeah. Downey Jr. little Scene. pop-up yeah. cameo. Scene. He's done though. It, you know, the whole point is he's off the books, right? You got right. This very but, they, but no, they still actor. they still have to pay him because they used archive footage, yeah. and they could have had archive footage. What I'm saying is, but it they did have nice that. Little, they well, did have that in the in the yeah. scene where you find out why all the villains are villainy. Which yeah. we've been asked not to talk about. Right. right. Which oh, yeah. We won't. Should we read? Should we read the email that we got? Oh. <laughs> I think we should because it's uh, the world needs to understand the the limitations the scrutiny <laughs> we're operating under here as critics. Okay. Um, that you know the the go between the aforementioned uh, Pete Maniscalco's <clears throat> world. Happy birthday, Pete! Uh, that we Here's love. the yeah, email. Pete, you you're sent great. Us. You're a swell fella. Here's your email. They're just doing their job. <laughs> we, we, okay, so they sent it out <laughs> while we were watching the film. Yes. While we were watching the film. So the film starts at 7-ish and uh-huh. uh, at 8-12, yeah. <laughs> this email. <laughs> we hope your phone is off and hope you don't hope you don't receive this until after the film's over. Come back to us when it's over. Oh, this says off the record. Oh, well, oh, I guess. Well, then I guess we're not going to read okay, it. Okay, so let's. So they said, summarize, to paraphrase, yeah. don't tell anybody what happens. In the they, movie. Say, right. they say that to us every uh, important Marvel or Disney movie. Please do not spoil. Well, and you know what? If I would have read it. It would have been a spoiler. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. well, there you go. So good thing we stopped. Yes. Um, so that's I, I, what we try to do. We try to work around that, and we do also. And they were really hard on the phones, like no phone. Yeah, yeah. Like they were wanding everybody. Okay, here's the thing: security on Spider-Man: Far From Home at the advanced screening we attended was, in fact, tighter than it was for Avengers Endgame several months yeah. well, earlier. Well, so it's a different studio. I one know. is Disney, one is Sony. And Sony's also, always been that the way. The daytime ones are not as, I don't know why, but no. the daytime ones don't seem to be as strict as the nighttime. A little more loosey-goosey. Well, that's all right. So yeah. what can we talk? We can talk. Let's talk about the cast. Zendaya, who's, uh, she, you you say she's going to break out. She's already broken out. Yeah. She's been a Disney star. She's been, she was in Greatest Showman. She's right. on Euphoria. So she is... 
she's having a moment right now. The last she couple is. of years. But she's going to be even bigger, I think. You think so? The, yeah. She was in the I first think, one and she wasn't. I know, but I think people are, she's now on people's radar. I think Bef- she was on people's radar before. She was a, She was on Break It Out with, or uh, Shake It Up with Bella Thorne on Disney Channel. And that that's, you're, there's a different level of star. There's Disney level star. And then there, and then she's in Greatest Showman with Zac Efron, another Disney level star. But he has made it to the next level because right. now people that don't just watch Disney Channel know she knew, know who right. he is. And so she's starting to get on that level. And she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. And so, right. and but I do think people are like older people, like people that don't pay attention to the team, you know, like the current team. People who, who love that, Greatest that, Showman that love that movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. But I uh, I've, I only know her from these Spider-Man films, and I think uh, she is a fantastic presence in them. And uh, I, I will say not at all what I was expecting. For a, or, for a Mary Jane, even though right. her name's Michelle. <laughs> which was confusing when I was watching, you know, as a longtime Spider-Man fan, which I am, uh, watching the... Uh, there should be homecoming. a Gwen Stacy. Uh, yeah, the homecoming movie, and it's like everybody's names are kind Her of name shoved around and shifted a little bit. But, from but, the but Flash is versions. Flash is the same guy. Ned's the same guy. But they needed to give you a misdirection. Maybe she could have been Gwen, but but in the in Homecoming, her she's Michelle, and she then she decides. For her sophomore year, she wants, or for her junior year, she wants yeah. to be MJ. MJ, she she shifts it, but it's still not Mary Jane. Right, it's Michelle. It's Michelle. So it is, you know, a little different than we're used to uh, in Spider-Man lore. But the character of Michelle MJ is quite close to what I grew up with. This, you know, kind of feisty, sharp. Uh, but but Gwen Stacy was his high school sweetheart, and yeah. that's what the that's what the Garfield ones actually had in place right well that was a crash and burn for sony but it was and and i'd say two is better than how old was andrew garfield when he made those uh like 50 (laughs) but but then again everybody that peter parker went to high school with was 30 (laughs) in in the sam raimi trilogies yeah because james franco wasn't in high school either even Mm. though pete's out of school by then in the raimi trilogy everything each one has its own Pros and cons. Uh, some people say that Peter Parker is uh, is better as Tobey Maguire, and Spider Man is a better Tom Holland, or the other way around. That that Tom Holland is a better Spider Man, but Tobey Maguire is a better Peter Parker. I don't know. I think Tom Holland's got that awkward teenage thing down, even well, though he's, he's twenty three. The problem, and, and that's it. He's playing a high school, and the Sam Raimi thing, the high school thing, is like barely a blip in right. in the Sam Raimi trilogy because he's like going he's a genius and so he's skipping all that high school stuff yeah yeah all right so who else is it well there's Ned and Flash and let's see Ned is uh, once again played by uh Jacob Batalon I believe so and he he looks older <laughs> than he does in the first one yeah. it's like he, well, he aged is. five years he <laughs> He's he's hilarious though. Uh, Martin yeah. Star, he's really, he's Martin, really, Star. Martin Star is he re- hilarious he returned. too. I, was JB Smoove in the first? In, no, was in Homecoming. I don't, I don't remember him. That's why I thought this was pretty genius casting him. And also, you have uh, uh, the chick from Nice Guys plays Angori Rice. Oh, she was so Betty great in that movie. Betty Brant, another yeah. another Peter Parker high school friend, mm-hmm. and. His first crush. She has a very great arc in this movie. It is so yeah. perfect. It's so high school in this it movie. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. And then there's uh, Sam Jackson and Colby Smulders. 
Yes, I, I like the enlarged uh, Nick Fury uh, parts because I thought that that was, that was good. But, Bitch, uh, you've been to space. And that's in the trailer. <laughs> Bitch, and please. So, I wasn't sure where you're going with enlarged Nick Fury because it does look like Sam Jackson and he, has put on a few. Yeah, and it, and it, they do mention something in there because Nick Fury had no lines in Endgame. Yeah. And he even addresses that. He's like, I saw you at the funeral. But I didn't. I didn't think it was the right time to talk to you because he doesn't. He says nothing to anyone at yeah. the funeral. He leaves right. early. He does. He just leaves. Yeah. He's he's there. He's he makes his presence known. Everyone yeah. knows that Nick Fury's there, and he doesn't right. say anything. And he said, "Nice to finally meet you, Spider Man." Because I'm like, wait a minute, you guys met at the funeral, but no, Nick Fury didn't talk to anybody at the funeral, which yeah. which makes sense. And then uh, we have uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Who is fine. I just have issues with the whole... Uh, Mysterio? Uh, yeah. Mysterio is a con man in the comics. Well, he's... Yes, he's an illusionist. And I, for my money, again, as a long-time Spider-Man fan, reading these things, um, I was, as a young child, very much you know, drawn to uh, the look of Mysterio. What a cool-looking bad guy. Right down to the... You know, he's got the bowl on his head and the big purple cape and the green smoke and then he's he's even on like his arms on his forearms he's got these little jagged little barbs coming off his gloves and you know and this is a cool character and then i read mysterio stories and it's like oh he's a jerk he, he, well he's boring it, it it's you know this kind of the same plots the same <laughs> every time every time and, and 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 you know it's like spider-man needs to be done with him? Be done with him, yeah. And and so now we finally get around to Mysterio in a movie, and it is Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, they said in Sam—Sam Sam Raimi said if there was going to be a Spider-Man 4, if they were going to continue that trilogy, mm. uh, Bruce Campbell would have been Mysterio oh, nice. because he had been messing with <laughs> yes. him the whole time in all three of the movies. Oh, that yeah. awesome. That would have been great. That would have been good. But that's not yeah. MCU, and we can only do it now. No. Uh, well, the whole plot, we haven't talked about the plot, is that Peter just wants to be a normal teenager. And that scene from the trailer where he's with the cops in the Italian restaurant is not in the movie. It isn't. And there was a, there was something else that wasn't in the movie either. I was like, wait a minute. But anyway. And it's not that long of a film. No, it's not like the epic end game. It's not three hours. <laughs> well, no, of course, very few are, but and they shouldn't be. I and, mean, and this but, is the this is the this is the end of phase three. The, just like uh, just like Ant Man was the end of phase two, mm. where, where they have the little they they have Ultron, and then they have the little palate cleanser with Ant Man. Far from Home is the palate cleanser after End Game, yeah. even though it's pretty pretty deep. Putting a button on it. Yeah, I do think it ran out of gas. I I didn't think the I, I I thought the climax was interminable. I thought that the the elementals just ridiculous. Well, I mean, how we much saw that. can we, we saw see? Sandman already? There, yeah, how giant monsters we, yeah. attack these uh, major cities everywhere the kids go, which they get, you know, they, diverted by shield. Right, right. They're they're getting they're on a european tour or wherever they're for science for, for science. science yeah they're they're venice and then they hopscotch <laughs> to prague and then they, and they go to london a, they and go and to an every, opera yeah everywhere no they that go. was to keep the kids safe right. because uh, peter did not want them out of course if they're all out yeah that was all 
that was a gag in the yeah. movie, but but with reason. And and anyway, you know, everywhere they go, these giant, uh, like multi-story tall build, uh, creatures called elementals burst out of the ground and create, you know, destroy things, uh, cause mass havoc. There was sand in Mexico. And, oh, was it? Well, no, wait, yeah. what was it? Well, no, was it sand in Mexico? It's, it's yeah. elements: yeah. fire, earth, water, fire, earth, and, water, and air, water, and uh, Venice, of course, because yeah, no, of the canals. air wasn't one of them, I guess. Because mm-hmm. how do you show that? Really? That'd be a, well, what was um, the one? Was the one in Mexico? I don't know. Was that Earth? Yeah, I think so. That must have been. It started it out. It was all dusty. Because what was the one? Was What's dusty. the one in London? London was eight zillion drones. Mysterio, oh, hey, hey Mysterio, Mysterio shows up as a superhero. Yes, and he is from from the multiverse. And I watched uh, mm-hmm. I watched Into the Spider Verse again last night, and that makes this movie seem so bad well, that's because a... Mo- Spider Verse is so good. I know. See, that's another thing. I think because we were spoiled by that last 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 year year, we weren't expecting that to be great. No, we're like, oh, this seems like a good novelty, and it is so good. Yeah, and we end up throwing every award we can at it. Um, and, and, you know, with good reason, it's a fantastic film. And this movie is in the unfortunate position of having to live up not only to Endgame, but to that. Right. And it can't do either, of And course. they were supposed to do, they had talked about doing a Garfield, Maguire, and Holland scene in that movie. But they're saving it for the second one. So, because it's a multiverse thing. And then Mysterio starts talking about the multiverse. Right. But Mysterio's a con man and talks out of his ass. So you don't know. And they even call Earth 616 like they do in the comics. In the comics, which, yes. which is very funny. But if Mysterio's a con man, right. is is he making everything up? We well, don't know. Well, maybe we should stop talking about this. Yes. It uh, is, but but, but he's, a, he's always been a con man in the comics. Uh, correct. You are correct, sir. And I will just... Uh, mention one other film that came to mind without elaborating on why The Incredibles yes the first one the first one okay so So, yeah but (laughs) no capes yeah we do get to see Pete have other spider suits uh-huh. Including, yeah. including the famous one with the webs, web wings. Web wings, yeah. yeah. It's always nice to see his armpits with the webs in them because that's the original yeah. uh, it Steve was... Didco concept. Mm-hmm. And, they get, and they, there is no Stan cameo in this movie. No. No. They do thank him a lot. They do. Yeah. But he's not in the film. Endgame was his last cameo appearance, even though they could have done something. They could have. Yeah, and but you do have it, to stay till the end, though. Well, the, and there are two scenes at the end. One is funny, and one drives, I guess, phase four. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, those are, those are um, they got to stay all the way through. But people. you know what? The second, how do I say this non-spoilery? Mm. The second one negates the first one if the second one is happening they can use the same technique to make the first one not happen okay i'm trying to think of what the second one was the first one features the first one the first one is the billboard oh okay right right okay got it and the second one is the nick fury them driving yes okay and so if they can do that they can negate the first one by having a equal B, and then there'll be. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Enough said. True. We can, yeah. We yes, can't exactly. really. I'm, we getting can. A, I'm, I'm getting a little lost, and I'm and I'm in the room, and, and I've and you seen know, the movie. So I will, I will tell you afterwards. Sorry, it, listeners. It's 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 
it's a easy it's an easy problem to fix that they have. Okay. Well, I do think the the high school story stands up, but the the action not so much. I just think it no. just it took forever for that ending. And ah. it's so muddled and it's they need to explain it a lot. Kind of like at the, the first 10 minutes of the movie they they explained they Endgame. O- they overexplain <laughs> what happened in Endgame. It's funny, but it's still like kind it of is cumbersome. but it's very high school. It's very high school. That's true. That's why it's funny. But it's but you, you know, know what? Not into... it's I it's not high school anymore. That's mm. let's trope high school. Is These it? kids would be smarter than that. They would probably look more professional than what uh, what we could do. Maybe I just want to know what high school goes to Europe for science. No kidding. This, I, mean, I went to <laughs> Europe for I went I went to London for um, literature. Well, wow. You, well, you had to pay yeah, for I, it. But, yeah. but over spring, the class the class was yeah. second semester, and then we read like Canterbury Tales, and we read all these things. And then for spring break, you visited all the places that you were just reading about. Here's the pile of rocks from Canterbury Tales. Well, Here's exactly. Here's pile of rocks from Canterbury Tales. But see, just but that like was, Chaucer, it was everyone. British literature. But we only right. went to London. Yes. And this, it wasn't, but they're in, they're on summer because, you know, yes. Homecoming takes place sophomore year, Far From Home takes place. Um, junior going into junior year, and the final one uh-huh. of the home trilogy will take place se- senior year of of Peter's hmm. high school career. And they'll look really older by then. They need to get, you know, Peter. Peter needs to get away from getting ganked around by all these grown-ups. by Flash. He, oh. yeah, well, everybody. It's like that's the what's happening in this movie is, you know, uh, and it's the case of. Spider-Man in the MCU all the while is he's getting ganked he's around. Not, he and, wants to be your and, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and doesn't want to do yeah, world-saving stuff. Everybody's, you know... Mr. Uh, Stark. Right, right. Every, You know, of course he'd want to be an Avenger when he's 15 or whatever, but, you know, it's like he's learning here and, and he's finding his way and I think we're going to hopefully end up in an interesting place eventually where Tom Holland's Spider-Man realizes he needs to be his own superhero and not be under the thumb or under the tutelage or whatever you know some of these some of these mentors have the best of intentions like stark mm-hmm. you know and he know, wanted him to be the right. next iron man but he's not he's your friendly neighborhood spider-man right, right. and right. and john favreau has nice uh, arc as happy yeah yeah <laughs> he's, we, we will he's, see his work in two weeks at how Lion on King. earth does he have time to do anything john favreau yeah but he's acting is, in this one he didn't direct it yeah i know but he's in it quite a bit i mean I, he's in it more than you think right um he shows up as you know a little bit in endgame and then a lot in in this and then you know the guy he's made, directing directing lion king and this mandalorian star wars tv show that's coming right but then he directed the first two iron iron man movies and he's been in the, and he was he did chef at the same time was wasn't this all going on or was chef before that i think chef was a decompression of but then he also did jungle book in the middle of all this too which was fabulous that's that's still the best live action disney until we see what's up next week for next week we got a spoiler alert on that too which i think is because i have a theory and i told jim about it do you think i should lion king uh we we got invited to come see an early screening of lion king and in there they you know is the standard issue copy pasted disney plea to please you know for the sake of our global audiences who want to experience the film on their own terms don't spoil anything critics i believe it's a soundtrack issue because they released the soundtrack listing and track 14 is tbd so i'm guessing it is a soundtrack issue that they don't want people to know a certain song by a certain artist 
on a certain soundtrack. Is this artist a is cast she in the member, <laughs> a vocal cast <laughs> member of the... I cannot say. I have not seen the film. I am only speculating. Is so she the I can't... top-billed female voice <laughs> in the... Is she playing Nala? I don't know. <laughs> is, she? is she? All right. Okay. Let's let's get on to something more contentious because... Uh, so yeah, do so we like Spider-Man yeah, or not? I gave it a B minus. Like, you, you're you're already 22 films invested in this. Go see it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's like it, it's. I say in my review on Zeke Film, you know, website that this is both imperative. It's a lot of fun, and it's just okay. Yeah, that's it's all. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun watching it. It's very funny, but. Um, Thinking back on the action scenes and the big elemental showdowns and all, it's like, I don't know. It's also very, it's it's trying to do a lot. Yes. It's cumbersome, as you said. It, they cram too much in. It's awkward. I just, I get so bored with a zillion <laughs> explosions. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a story. I, I mean, yeah, you can do your fancy special effects, but do we need to see... Here's a good takeaway. Here's 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 a uh, for me. Uh, I am happy if for nothing else that after phase this, three is over. <laughs> well, after this movie, no, uh, you know they end up in London, right? Right. And Spider Man at one point, you know they're they're on the uh, the night monkey. Yeah, the Tower Bridge. No, no, they're having a, sh- a fight, and and the Tower Bridge, you know, uh, which goes over, and uh, finally. The, the world proper will know that that is not called London Bridge. It's it is, Tower in fact, Bridge. called Tower Bridge. It's where the crown jewels are held. It's very And they will learn that, too. They will learn that, too. That's correct. Yeah. So, no, uh, you know, it's very, the, the signage and, and, of Tower Bridge is very prominent. And they even say that. They said, it's not London Bridge. It's Tower Bridge. Yeah. And then the Night Monkey. I thought the Night Monkey stuff was very funny. Because, yes. Because they, they, he does have a suit called uh, Spidey Noir. Right. And But As Night in, Monkey's a lot of <laughs> Funny Cage in the uh, in the uh, uh, Spider Verse movie is Spider Man Noir, but yeah, now you just brought up another thing. Well, what 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 the uh, what because they don't want him. They said if if I'm Spider Man over here, everyone's going to know that it's me. That that Peter Parker is over in London, just like Peter Parker was over in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so why don't we? So they make him uh, a ninja suit. Night monkey. The night monkey. It's hilarious. Which Ned just. I, I love that 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 he blurts that out and it sticks. And it's oh, it's on the news the next day. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I do think what Marvel does best, which everybody likes, is the personalities and the story. Right. And they do that to a certain extent, but they didn't do a good job of integrating this one. I think Gyllenhaal. We all love him as an actor. In fact, we gave him best actor for Nightcrawl. Crawler when mm-hmm. nobody else was recognizing him. Um, he just sticks and in the... And nobody else did, by the way, because I'm, he didn't even get nominated for Best was, Actor. He I deserved know. that, though. He did. He, he mm-hmm. was good in that. And he's fine here, too. Uh, in fact, isn't it true that uh, back when they were doing the uh, casting... He for... was going to... When Tobey Maguire hurt his back, He was. they were going to replace oh, him. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I knew it was something. I and so, like, was... there's a scene in 3 where he goes, Ah, my back! And then right. he gets back up. Okay. See, I thought that's it why was, three uh, sucks. maybe he was in contention with Andrew Garfield to play Spider-Man no, in that role. No, they run. were going to replace Maguire with Gyllenhaal. All right. The if, re- because he wanted too money. He, he wanted more money. He wanted more money. And then he hurt his back. And like, oh, we'll replace it with Gyllenhaal anyway. I think for two, if he wouldn't come back, he wanted more money. They threatened him with Gyllenhaal. And then when he hurt his back after two, they were going to replace him with Gyllenhaal. And they never wound up replacing him with Gyllenhaal. 
Right. Uh-huh. He's too old, too old now anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he does good. I mean, it's it's the villain lane. You know, what are you going to do? He's not the villain. He's the hero. Mysterio? Mysterio's the hero. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. Uh, okay, right, let's yeah, talk. let's <laughs> talk about Midsummer, which is from the director of Hereditary. Hereditary, which was too long. It and, was too long. I agree. And, and I had so many issues with that last 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh. oh. Of Hereditary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the last because uh, Tony Collette was was outstanding. She's fantastic. Yes, in that thing. and and, and I a lot give of people think that credit. she should have been nominated for best actress. And I think so too. Didn't we give her? Didn't we? Saint Louis? She was nominated I for so. it. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Did she win? Think, yeah, I think she did. I well, good. Remember. Good for us. I think us. we had a lot good of job, Mr. We, President. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, I think we had a lot of, um, of, of you know, of sometimes compromise because people go one way, and not enough people saw Glenn Close in the wife. The wife. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, such and, a memorable title. Well, maybe the wife. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. It, it doesn't yeah, let's matter. Go. Let's yeah, let's move on to Midsummer, which uh, stars Florence Pugh, who you just saw in Fighting with My Family. I did. Well, I didn't, but. No one did. Dan oh, Dan oh. did. Oh. And he loved it, and then he's buddies with uh, Dwayne Johnson. So, <laughs> But she was also in Lady Macbeth and won a lot of awards for playing Lady Macbeth. And Ooh. she was also in um, – what else was she in? She was in something uh, – that I actually saw. <laughs> Probably some streaming TV. Well, she's a, she's a that... British she's a British actress, except she's playing American here. Oh, she's twenty three years old, but she looks fifteen in this movie. She's got a very athletic build. Mm. She doesn't look like she's a grad student, even though she's actually old enough to be a grad student. And oh, she's going to be in Black Widow. That's what she's going to be in the new Black Widow movie. Okay, and she's also going to be in Greta Gerwig's uh, Little Women. Good, good, oh, good. Well, she's okay. with Emma Thompson and and uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Not Emma Thompson, yes. uh, Emma Watson. Uh, Florence uh, and Hall. and um, Timothy Chalamet. She's playing great. Laurie. She uh, she carries this movie, and um, it's and it, it's a long movie to carry. It is two hours and twenty minutes. Another long movie from Ari Aster, the director of Hereditary. Hereditary. Thank you. And it also stars Jack Renoir, who was the older brother. In Sing Street. And he's in all those Transformers movies as an army guy that you forget is in all those Transformers movies. But he also, in this movie, he looks like uh, Chris Pratt's younger brother. Ah. So I keep calling him not Chris Pratt. Uh, William Jackson Harper from The Good Place, Cheaty, he is in this movie. Uh, Will Poutler from Meet the Par- No, uh, Meet the Miller. We're the Millers. And Detroit. <laughs> We're the Millers. He is the, he's the uh, jerk. Of the group, the funny jerk of the group. Yeah, this is a bunch the, of like college, the horn dogs, college they're, age dudes. They're, they're writing their thesis. Yeah, they're getting to the end here. They and they're they're going to blow off some steam. They're going to go on a dude's trip to Sweden with their buddy Pete uh, Wilhelm Blomgren, who's from Sweden, and and he invites them to come because he needs to go back home anyway uh, for this big holiday. It's uh, a midsummer that his commune. Celebrates, which doesn't make any sense because they celebrate the first. It's called Midsummer, mm. but they celebrate May Day and the beginning of summer. It's Midsummer, even though 
I don't. I, it doesn't. There's well, no sense of time in this movie. Well, they explain at one point. Um, it's May that, Day. That well, no, it's it is May Day in the film. You're correct, but they explain that your phase of life is like the seasons, and you know when you're young, you are. Uh, it's summer. It's mm-hmm. like you, the summer phase of your life, and by before and, you get to the and, fall and, and the winter of your yeah, life, yeah, and then everything goes all crappy. But but this is them in midsummer because these are like you say, uh, college students working on their thesis. They're finishing up, and they're at that awkward phase, like we saw in like say Francis Ha or something. You know, it's like they're going to the, be. They have to the, make decisions what they're going to do with their yeah, lives. Yeah, and they're and they're not prepared to make those decisions. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and in this case, uh, the main girl, who character name I forgot, Danny. Danny. Okay, Danny is dating Christian. Christian is Jack Rayner, and these two have, should not be dating anymore. No, and they've been together for far too long. Um, like, do they say four years? Or yes, something? four years. But yeah, they're they're on their way down. But then Danny has a tragedy in her life, which yeah. takes place in the first five minutes of the film. Right, and he can't dump her then. And exactly, and so he's like, I invited her, and it was your guy's idea. It, this it's something that would totally happen to a guy trip that somebody would invite a girl and then she would go and then he'd have to blame the rest of them for inviting her it it, 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 this would this happens all the time i'm sure yeah the awkwardness of the first half hour before they even leave the country uh, to go to sweden they don't like her it's the awkwardness is so palpable it's like anybody who's ever dated and been in a relationship for too long so it's uh, it's uncomfortable yes. but not oh. thrilling or horrifying but it's it's, it's uncomfortable it and it sets the stage it does but the, <gasps> okay okay after the tragedy which happens within the first 7 minutes of the film yeah nothing happens for an hour well, they go to Sweden. They hit the ground. They, they, they the commune is out in this field, and then um, they do drugs, and then and, that and, takes. And they 20 are minutes. immediately greeted with hallucinogens, and uh, you know, hey, I got some mushrooms or whatever. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, well, I can see yeah. my hand. And nobody knows. Nothing happens for an hour, but then after, and I checked my watch, Jim. Yeah. yeah. It was an hour. Nothing happened. But and then at one hour. Something batshit crazy happens. Right, right, and it does. And and then there are there are British tourists there that other friends have brought, and they are freaked the hell out by what just happened. Right, and then it gets predictable. I suppose so, but this is not less not less scary. Where we differ here, because I thought this movie was very well made, like impeccably well made. It's and and I was not bored in that first hour. I was along with them. I was I I had given myself over to this thing, and was and I I understand. I I was on board. I I was was I was following the journey. Mm -hmm. I just thought the journey was boring. For it, it did not need to take an hour to get from point A to point B. Okay, so you thought that they should have hit the ground in Sweden and people start dying right away? No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can have a build, but it doesn't need to be a 45-minute build. Yeah. They're, they're laying, they lay the groundwork for every single thing that happens in the next hour. Right. But, but they, they, don't, they didn't need to do that. In fact, how, how can I say this? Everything that happens to these guys was going to happen to them anyway. So laying up uh, a a specific thing, why things are going to happen to them, it doesn't uh-huh. matter. It doesn't matter why they're doing it. It was it was inevitable, yeah. and so it doesn't matter if you're giving reasons why it happened. Mm-hmm. It, they were all going to have it happen to them anyway. Right. 
So okay. that, he, being so meticulous of setting up, well, he yeah. did this, and so therefore they're going to do this to him. No, yeah. that, that's not how this thing works. And it was inevitable, and it was wasting our time. Well, it's almost a real-time component, though, and I don't think this movie was wasting our time in this case because uh, even though I said, like, Spider-Man Homecoming or whatever, Far From, Far Home, from Home was too long— um, in this case, the movie is even longer, I think. It's two hours and, and 20 minutes. Okay, so it's the same length of time as Spider-Man? Uh, no, I think Spider-Man's only like two hours. Uh, all right, whatever. Anyway, it's like this feels quite a bit longer, but to yes, me, not in a bad way, um, because it is like you kind of get lulled into this thing like you're almost there with them in real time. Are you horrified? And, well, you're, no, you're, you're on edge. And it's uncomfortable. Right, well, just like Hereditary was. Thing, everyone in this commune is so polite and nice. And then, you know, Very hey, Canadian. It's a, it, was, it, it was not shot in Sweden. It was shot in uh, Helsinki. Ah. Or no, it was shot in Holland. It was shot in Holland. And it was it was weird because it's shot in Vancouver. It's shot in Holland. It's not, it's not shot mm-hmm. anywhere where they say it was. And it has one of the most unsexy sex scenes mm-hmm. full frontal male and female mm-hmm. 14 people very disturbingly unsexy yes so it's an orgy no no, no. it's not it's, well, a, it's, it's a ritual oh okay Every, everything of this happens because of the old country or not the old country the old traditions the old traditions oh, okay which yeah. which kind of brings it to now where you know you can look at Political political systems in certain countries like ours, where there's this pushback from the traditional, or you know, they they're very dug into their ways, and they mean well, they mean very well, but there's horrific sides of that, and then there's the young people who are kind of getting caught up in this. No, it's the outsiders and, that don't understand. Yeah, and they don't understand, and they have to decide: Are we going to? Are we going to follow? Are we going to follow, follow this to the conclusion? Yeah, are we going to? Yeah, or are we going to run away and try to escape and maybe not successfully escape? Um, and it is. It is a horror film. Well, is right. it? It, it is. It's or a, a horror thriller. Film? It. it it's no, it's thrives. not a thriller. It no, is not. It's not exciting no, enough to be no, a thriller. It's not a thriller. It thrives on dread. It's a slow burn, and I mean slow. that in a good way. We get to slow what, burns can be good. We get to what like the third ceremony, which is like the beginning of let's say the third act of the film, and and they are just starting yet another ceremony, and and I realized that oh my gosh, this movie, if it wanted to be, could be eight hours long, you know, and it wouldn't necessarily be wrong in this particular case. Do you think this would have worked as a miniseries? I don't know. Killing off a different person every week? It, it maybe, maybe it would have given them time to flesh out this uh, culture a little more, but then again, we'd lose the mystery of it. Um, I, I think and I'm not the, saying that everyone dies. I think it's one of the better films of this year so far. Now, Is it a morality? Uh, no. no. No, it's not that it's smart. Not. No, it's it's it is about decisions and and growing up in complicated relationships and navigating that. But then, you know, you're, we're dropped into this uh, very wicker man. It's beautiful. It is a yeah. beautiful setting, and a lot of people are uh, saying that there it's it's uh, wicker man meets uh, Coachella, well, which I, said, I think that's wrong. I said it's wicker man with douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to be not to be crude, folks, but that's just you know that that was the best way I could think of to articulate. Well, I think we could visualize that. Exactly. Yeah. No, because the 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 locals are not douchebags. It's just that the the, the guys who show up, those the guys main, who show up, and the girl they bring. Right. Um, 
Yeah. No, and I, there's a scene in the trailer that is not in the movie, which I thought would have made it more. Right. There's a scene in the trailer where they and uh, where Danny says, why are you doing all this? And one of the guys from the village says, we've been waiting for you. We've always been waiting for you. No, and that, that is not in the movie. I and that, that. There, there's not that because I saw that. I saw that because uh, this is like an A24 movie. I saw yeah. that at another uh, A24 film. And so they have longer trailers at the. Mm. So if you've seen that, and I thought actually, because I was waiting for that, because that would explain a lot of the stuff that's going on. Because then there's a connection with her tragedy and what's going on at this village, but they don't have any of that. And it's already two and a half hours almost long. So I'm fine that that scene yeah, wasn't no, in there. No, it's long. And believe me, horror fans, it's already on their radar. They've probably seen it by now, even though it opened yesterday or today or yeah. whatever. It opens it, today. It, it, it opens today. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but, but they had the previews last I, night. But if you look at yeah, most, seen it. most horror films are now an hour and a half hour because they – churn and burn they yeah. because they want to make money and they do make money and horror fans are very forgiving on of a lot of things mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to be forgiving on this because th- well this is a different deal this is a this is a very if they like hereditary director with a vision doing something different and his like he's unapologetically going out on a limb here like his, he's taking his hereditary success and parlaying it into this if he would have if he would have made this first hereditary no. would not have been made absolutely not Oh, okay, so Scandinavia uh-huh. is beautiful. It is. And then, as we know from the girl um, there are no with sons. the dragon tattoo, oh, um, there's a lot of darkness in these beautiful countries. Yeah. So does that follow that? Well, you know? literally, like, there's no darkness because no. It, it only it's gets dark for like an hour and a half. The sun never yeah. sets barely. Yeah. And they but all have the, to go to sleep. They have to go to sleep and they bring down the uh, dark curtains. You know, in a uh, barracks. In a commune. Style, yeah. Where every, all Co-ed is, with babies. Right. Everything's all just right there. Um, you know, Rosa Bunks military style. And then, except on the wall, these odd, like, cartoon runes, like these old... Uh, image like almost like like old old comic strips or something but they have wi-fi and they watch austin powers that's true but but those those the, everyone now and then the camera will catch one of these uh, drawings drawings and and, and it's, it's horrifying it's, it's gruesome and and uh it's like what's going on and it's you know and then, and then they uh, explain it later a little it, bit it, it comes up it informs what happens later but it also but if you're if you just think it's you need to be paying attention mm. too, because if you're just saying, "Oh, look, look at the artwork," and then you go, "Wait a minute, that's disturbing." If you didn't catch yeah. the beginning of the artwork, it doesn't make any sense. So, mm-hmm. I wish they would have done that more than once, so you would, so because the audience needs to be trained for something like it. Because oh, in a movie, in a movie like this, you have to be paying attention. And in most horror films, they're trying to catch you off guard, well, so you're not paying attention. I assure you, it's there. I, you know, coming from uh, production design in film mm-hmm. as a background, I I scan the frame all the time, and it's there. It's, yeah, but you know what to look for. It's there in mass. Um, but uh, you know, the camera only lingers. Oh, there's on a it bear here. Once or twice. Right. Okay. Hey, there's a bear. Hey, yeah. why is there a bear here? Why is and there they a bear? say. Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so you got to worry about a bear. You know this. The, I don't. I'm not going to tell people to go see Midsummer if you're not the type of person that what we've said so far, maybe what I've said so far, Carl didn't like it. I did like it. Um, if it doesn't appeal to you, this is this is not going to be your thing, and I'm not it, going to say that you have to see it. Um, I don't even think we're in a hereditary like situation where. 
it's um, that good of an actor. The actress is, you need to go see the movie to consider the actress for awards. I don't know that we're quite there. We're not. You're going to see level. her in a lot of other things coming yeah. up very soon. She's yeah. going to be in the Black Widow movie. It could be considered a bit of a low level breakout for Florence Hall. Puh. Puh. P U G H. Puh. Puh. Okay, well, anyway. Poor girl. Well, she's, <laughs> she's, she's British. She's used to she, it. Yeah, all right, British. All right. Yeah. Well, she's great but, anyway. I. But uh, William Jackson Harper's got another season of Good Place coming up, the final season of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Poulter. P- Poulter. I don't know what he's doing right now. But he, he's aging well. He looks. He doesn't look like he did in We're the Millers. He looks like a young adult man because he was so awkward in that film. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jack Rayner. um I loved him in Sing Street. He was so good yeah. in Sing Street. And yeah. he honestly looks like not Chris Pratt in this movie, well, running, running around naked. <laughs> at the end, yeah. His character is the embodiment uh, of bad of, boyfriend. Of, yeah, bad boyfriend. But who, he's, thinks he's, who he thinks he's doing everything right, and yet he's a jerk. He's so terrible. But he's also, it's also, but he doesn't know. It's also, and he's also being manipulated by these people. And yeah. it once again, Everything that he was, he might have been a jerk, but what he was, what he winds up doing is inevitable. Mm-hmm. There, there's, they don't need to set up. Oh, he's a jerk. He could have been the well, sweetest guy in the world, and it still would have happened to him. But, so, but is inevitable a bad thing? I mean, I, you know, there's inevitable good and inevitable wrong. You know, and he does right both in, a, in, in, in these move in movies where you're sitting there watching the movie and it's like, okay, I can see this coming, and it's a bad thing. Or, but you could see what oh, he's doing. I can see this coming, and I hope that's you know that would be the right. And move. she even calls him on it once, and then it gets more uncomfortable. Yeah. This movie is not this is not the feel good movie of the season. Well, you don't of course not. But um I, I think it's impeccably well made. It's it's like you know, hardly you know, every every shot. I mean, there's a there's a very kind of you know, vivid nightmarishness about it that that will get under the skin of many people, especially when it doesn't get dark. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I this movie is a for a certain type of people, and if yeah. and if what I have said turns you off, you're not going to like this. If what Jim says says, <laughs> you know what, I think I want to see that, you still <laughs> might. It'll it'll enjoy be it. it'll be one way or the other. I think you need to see it then. If if uh, if you're intrigued, see it. Yeah, if you're intrigued, see it. Let's say that if you're if intrigued, you don't like three, two and a half hour movies, don't see it. Yeah, disagree or not, I don't care but you know but, go see it if, if you're intrigued because the movies like this do need our yes they, support. and you know what if they this is a small film not made with a lot of money mm-hmm. and so and, and you know what a director's film he yes but would you like to see him do something more mainstream or do you want him to keep going avant-garde like this i don't care Whatever, he, I, avant-garde is fine. I, I mean, the, I don't. Is this that avant-garde anyway? I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's not a typical it's out horror of the film. mainstream. I'll say that, but I think it's kind of just out of the mainstream. Um, yeah, but I, I'd I'd like to see him keep doing what he does rather than say, hey, um, now we're. Would gonna... you like to see him do the MCU? <laughs> she did win. What what are we saying here? Oh, uh, we're saying that uh, Hereditary won Best Actress. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad we uh, just cleared that up. Thank yeah. you. You, See, you no, have I'm... a voice. You could say something. Okay, I know, but you guys are on a roll. Now, well, I do. Now we're I done. do want to say. I do want to say that uh, when you're talking about uh, 
the commune hippie like uh, living and you were around in together. the 60s the wicker man I know but I did go to <laughs> there aren't any bees I, though I did go to Germany um, in right. middle of uh, in 2006 and we stayed with uh, host people for you know our journey and we were in northern Germany which is close to Scandinavia mm-hmm. and it was very Scandinavian and we stayed with people who were who were like how, what you're describing how was the food Scandinavian mm-hmm. no um, we're not going there but um, but it was very free like every, big you know rooms and people and the older people on, with our trip were just like horrified that we were going to stay with like hippie like people but you know what <laughs> every I will tell you that at the beginning of this movie, they tell you exactly what's going to happen. Nothing is a surprise. Mm. And so if you are actually paying attention from the beginning of the movie, you will know exactly what is going to happen mm-hmm. because they tell you, uh, this is how this is our culture. And that is their culture. And they make no bones about it. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the guy, Cheedy, uh, William Jackson Harper, knows what's going to happen and doesn't do a damn thing to say anything right. about it. He says, oh, you guys are going to do that? Wow, that'll be interesting because he wants to see it. But he doesn't realize what's going on. He knows exactly. And do you think that that's realistic? I, if I, you knew what was going to happen, would you stay? Well, are we talking about the guy who's from there who knows what's going to happen? No, I'm talking oh, about uh, William Jackson Hopper, Josh. So I think none of them knew what was going to happen, and they didn't. No, because they he didn't says ask the enough be... questions. But they, he's uh. he's doing his research project on it. He yeah. says, "Oh, you're going to do that tomorrow." Oh. And he because yeah. they all ask him, and he just smiles and sure. nods and goes to bed. But if you knew that was going to happen, yeah, then you know more things about this culture, and yeah. especially more things about that guy. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's another thing that turned me off about this film. It's. Mm-hmm. No, I think I noticed that too. I just forgot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I noticed the weird things like this because it is a weird film. Yeah. All right. Speaking of weird films, who of us saw the one DVD release this week? Best of Enemies. Uh, um, is this the, the, the Sam Rockwell? No, this is Sam Rockwell and Taraji B. Henson. Sam Rockwell playing a racist again. Nope, he says it. he's going to stop playing a racist now. Good. Didn't see it. it. Based on a true story. Yes, it's based on, it's about the the school system in, is it one of the Carolinas? It's somewhere in the South. Yeah, it's in the South, and we have the KKK guy versus the... The uh, principal or sh- official? I think I think one of the. I don't know. If 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 this is something that um, strikes your fancy, you've already seen it. Right, right. Uh, and Sam Rockwell says, "Hi, hey, I'm done. This is my fourth racist in a row. I'm done." But that's why I did uh, Fosse Verdon because he's like, "Hey, he's not a racist." <laughs> what so, a fantastic part, though, Fosse. I mean, it I, was. He was fabulous. I, I haven't seen it, but I really want to because it's I. It's very good. I'm a fan you can of, stream it on the FX. I'm a fan of Fosse's um, actual films. Yes. So anyway. Uh, well, Michelle oh, Williams, Michelle Williams will will uh, get Emmy. So, is, are you saying that you should see Fosse Verdon rather than go see The Best of Enemies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you see it? That I will do. Yes. And? I, no, I didn't see Best of Enemies. Oh, I you just, saw Fosse Verdon. I saw Fosse Verdon, which is tremendous, and it's by the Hamilton people, and it they are so good, Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams. But Michelle Williams is brilliant. Okay. 
in this. Yeah, but it's eight parts, so get you know buckle up. The best of enemies, Gladly. and also uh, there's one movie that I didn't know: The Extractors Escape Plan. It's an action movie starring hey Sylvester Stallone and Dave Bautista. I know there are so many movies that we never even heard of that come out on DVD. There's a whole list of them, and I just look like, okay. There's this one that Emilio Estevez did called The Public, and it was released in January of 2018, which gives you an idea of how little faith the studio had in it. And it's got this all-star cast. And it's about people that are. It might in, be a Netflix movie. In the Netflix has money. Uh, yeah, in the Cincinnati uh, public library, and it's bad weather, and so homeless people are there, and it brings out the worst in uh, people. Yeah, let's put it like that. Well, these movies are still being made, but you know they don't know how to get people to watch them, and stuff like this just get a big of, star. Yeah, lingers on at a snail's pace, coming to a theater near you, maybe. A, a television screen near you, maybe a streaming platform, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah, and but and you you've worked on you've worked on films oh, that yeah. that you don't know if it's going to be released theatrically, if it's going to be on a network, or if it's going to just be streaming, or or nev- none of the above. It just have you nothing... worked on films that were never released? Yes, and you still got paid. <laughs> well, yeah, the checks cleared. Otherwise, we would have left. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you usually try to find out when when it's going to be released so you can see your name on uh, something? Mm, most of the time, I don't care. Well, um, it, it, but but it's different. It depends it, on the work. It's two different hats. It, it, you know, like um, the big movies I worked on, you, you're going to find out anyway. Gone Girl. Um, you yeah, knew. yeah. That that one I'm going to know anyway, and that's kind of a big deal. But then, like the smaller ones, you know, you, you, while you're making them, you always know that nothing is a guarantee, um, right down to your next paycheck. And, um, you know, I, I had a, a check bounce on one small movie that I was very much enjoying working on. And I, I went to them and said, please tell me this is a one-off. And, and it was, thankfully. Okay, good. So, you know, um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of horror stories out there from crew members and things. And, yeah, movies. They don't get paid. Movies, they don't get paid or, or the movie itself just ends up in a hole. In they the can't universe. afford an editor. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't get done. And that's this happens and um i would like to well, say that the director of hereditary and midsummer needs an editor no i, I disagree <laughs> um, i know there's a lot okay. of directors like that but uh, i was just gonna digress and say when i interviewed alex winter mm-hmm. uh, a couple years three. ago yes a couple years ago when he was getting an award at the st louis international film festival he did uh he uh uh I, I, I uh, actually went and saw the midnight screening of Bill and Ted, and he gave he did hilarious stories beforehand, and he told a story about how the the company that made Bill and Ted went bankrupt, and so they didn't see they didn't know the film was in how did they call that auction. Yeah, I guess some other company bought it. So he and yeah, Keanu they, was it was it MGM. No. I'm not sure. It was, United like, it was like a, a Dino De Laurentiis yeah. bought it or something. Yeah, okay. It was in the vault. It was in a vault. Right. And it was and finished. Then, and then, uh, so somebody bought it at auction and released it. And this is... Uh, and and he, he found out about it? Yeah. Hey, but, you're, but, hey, you're number one at the box. Yeah, well, no, this is this is how I, this is a, one of the best Hollywood stories. So he and Keanu, you know, go on. It's two, three years later. He is in Dallas making a movie. This is like pre-smartphones, pre-cell phones. And uh, he runs into a diner in Dallas to use the payphone, and everybody is staring at him. 
He's because in a number one movie. Because <laughs> he's Bill. And apparently that movie was released that, that Friday and people saw it. And Where's so Ted? he walks in the diner and people are looking at him and he just slowly walks out and he calls Keanu and he goes to him, Hey, have you been outside this weekend? <laughs> and and Keanu goes, you know, like, yeah, it's Whoa. really weird, you know, Whoa. like that. So they shared how weird it was being out. So then the next cut to the next week when images of them are on a pile of cash in an ad in Variety. Nice. And their life changed yeah. one Friday night. And they night. all thought that Alex Winter was going to be the bigger star. Right. And he talked about how he has, he and Keanu have been great friends ever since. And he has the best Keanu stories. He talks about how low budget that movie was and about how they'd be waiting in their car for a long time, you know? (laughs) You can tell. Watch that movie. Yeah. And and how he held together with tape. And Mm -hmm. and the guy who played, uh, oh, Terry, no, the weekend at Bernie's dude that played some of the historical characters. Didn't he play Napoleon? I don't know. I can't remember. I anyway, seen him in so long. Um, he was always messing with Keanu's hair when they were in the car. <laughs> well, they Keanu's call like, it uh, Ted touch. hair. Yeah, he, he, yeah, know, on the, on yeah. Blu-ray. All these stories are on the Blu-ray from Shot Factory, by the way. Um, Ted and, hair. And there's a lot of extras, and they, these guys were all interviewed a couple of years ago. Just recently, is um, that why he keeps it nice and short now? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's actually not. Well, actually, short. it's not short now. Yeah. John Wick has long hair. Yeah, and yeah. he has long. He has that long hair and beard. Uh, the John Wick look in these interviews. So oh wow! So they were filming. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So they don't even know if the movie's coming out. So that's the thing. But speaking of streaming, we have a lot of premieres coming up this month. If you are one of the big, if you like Stranger Spi- Things, Spider Verse. <laughs> Spider Verse is on uh, Netflix right now. It just came up a week ago is that a good thing or a bad thing for far from home i mean it's like here's far from home it's coming in the shadow of spider-verse on the heels of endgame and netflix and, releases and netflix, it the same week it goes to netflix well, I no mean, you gotta people are gonna be watching knows, sony thinks oh it's a cross-promotional thing we'll, we'll wet their appetites for remind them how great spider-man is and then they'll go see far from, far home, from home the theater okay i you guys were at a, you who went to you went to stuber last night was the theater packed yes because spider-man opened last night and i was at ronnie's for studio ghibli and ev they were showing it on seven screens and they were all sold out wow they they were all sold out i'm not surprised i mean it's spider-man it's a it's mcu, MCU. Yeah. well the line for toy story was really long to get into to the another disney theater, film. but th- so. th- this isn't disney sony Sony didn't care that uh, Toy Story 4 is out. And they say it's un- Toy Story 4 is apparently underperforming? Yes. It it wow. does not look good for Toy Story 5. Even though it's Even though it made even brilliant. though it made 100 million dollars. Yeah, it's made a ton of money. It's, it's not It's like as much the money. fourth fourth or fifth grossing film all Disney by the way. Uh-huh. Of course, Disney uh, Well, there are only five studios anymore. So so um so yes, and Stranger Things comes out uh, on 4th 4th of July. Um, 1985. Yeah. No, two o'clock uh, in the morning in Central Time. And uh, that's third season. 1985. It takes place in 1985 with New Coke. (laughs) And then uh, Orange is the New Black starts its seventh season, season. uh, July 26th. And Belleville's own Leah Deloria is the is in that I never I didn't have Netflix when Orange is the New Black came out also Veronica Mars if you're a Veronica Mars fan that's coming out on Hulu I believe 
next week. I finally saw the movie. Well, Wait, there were three new, seasons. New, yes. New Veronica Mars New, new Veronica Mars on Hulu. You can have... Uh, they're also streaming the first three seasons. The mm-hmm. first season is excellent. The second season is good. The third season is... They were trying to change it, and so instead of a season-long arc, it's two half-season arcs and then a couple standalone episodes. Then the movie, Vox, there are 65 episodes. They consider the movie one episode. They rated all of the uh, – they did the best to worst and what you can skip if you want to try to – follow along to Veronica Mars and it's Rob Thomas not the guy from Matchbox 20 and Kristen Bell this was Kristen Bell's breakthrough role and you should see Veronica Mars she's a great detective I love it Enrico oh gosh I'm gonna from Just Shoot Me and and uh, Galaxy Quest they have a great father-daughter relationship I I cannot pronounce and and their dog was backup so everyone everyone should I call for backup Back up, and then back up comes in. I, I I think I own a, a season or two of this on DVD from back, way back when. It was I've it never... was on it was on U uh, it was on UPN. Yeah, I never and then it. when UPN and WB merged, they did one season on the CW. Okay. okay. CW has a lot of those under the radar uh, TV shows. Well, now it's nothing but DC comics. Mm. Oh my goodness! Well, and those are that's supposed to be I, the the good DC comics. Well, see, so. I I stopped watching. I never watched Arrow. I stopped watching Supergirl. The only one that I follow religiously, not religiously, but the one I follow and keep up with is Legions, yeah. uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. And then Flash, Flash, I'm cool with, but... It, How about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's on ABC are, and that's uh, Marvel. What about Batwoman? That's not. That's going to be paired with Supergirl or Charmed on Sunday nights. Oh. And okay. that's... Uh, I'm th- sure that's Batwoman the, will appreciate that. That's the one. That she's from John Wick 2. Batwoman? Ruby Lee is is the silent assassin, the girl that was speaking in sign language in John Wick 2. Which I have yet to watch, even though... Even though I borrowed it borrowed from it you. From me. <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah, well... All right, and then the the Cinderella is at the Muni next week. Right, which is, it's not the Disney movie. It's Rogers it is the Rodgers and Hammerstein TV special, which in the late 50s starred Julie Andrews. That was her breakthrough role. And then in 1964 or 5 on CBS, they had... Uh, this, the, they redid it with that beautiful music. It was Leslie and Warren mm-hmm. as Cinderella. Cinderella. Wow. Her, uh, the king and queen were Walter Pigeon and Ginger Rogers. Celeste wow. Holm was the fairy godmother. And Stuart Damon, who would go on to General Hospital, was Prince Charming. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it, this is the first time that Cinderella went to Broadway in 2013. It's updated. It's uh, more female empowerment. It's the prince is called Topher now. Dude, what? His name is Prince Topher. Christopher. Yeah. His name's yeah. Christopher. He's yeah. millennial. Yeah. Okay. So no, it's Gen no. Z. Oh, oh, right. Gen on. Z. So it starts Monday, and uh, it's the kids show. Apparently, how uh, is it the kids show? Where's there? There are no kids in Cinderella unless they play the mice. Yeah, you're right. Well, they should play the mice. I heard that the sets and the costumes are quite different. So we will be in for some sort of visual feast on 
on uh, Monday. But Maybe what is steampunk? What is happening in theater this weekend is the Neil Labute New Play Festival at St. Louis Actors Studio, which is in the Gaslight Theater, mm-hmm. which is in the old Gaslight Square area. And Neil comes every year. He does. Opening weekend, yes. I talked to him a couple years ago about his love for Wilco, because when <laughs> and Wilco's coming to town, he knew I worked at the Belleville News Democrat, and he said I was wondering where Belleville, because Wilco's his favorite band. Yes, but Wilco technically they're a Chicago band because uh, hey, I read Jeff Tweedy's memoir, and he is a Belleville boy. Yes, he is, but that's Uncle Tupelo, not Wilco. Yeah, but his roots. But his roots. His roots are in the in. in yes, the they're they're Belleville children. And by the way, if you are a Wilco fan, or if you like really clever writing and hilarious writing, and are a big fan of Read Jeff Tweedy, Tweedy's book, he has a wonderful writing. And style. they had He's an hilarious. album called Star Wars. They did, and I listened to that. And like all things Wilco, I've yet to listen to it get, again. Get yeah, I, I I they they have yet to do it for me, and I love you know I consider myself a a fan of good music, right? And and uh, this band is so acclaimed. And Jeff Tweedy, by the way, very nice guy. I worked the backstage video component of Farm Aid back in, what was that, 2011 here in St. Louis? Was that the one that was over at uh, uh, the Illinois Ballpark? No, it was Riverport. Okay. And yeah, so anyway, Wilco was a part of that. And I saw Wilco's show thinking, hey, I'm going to, you know, I've kind of I'll broke. appreciate this. I, yeah, I was stuck at the uh, whiskey. The was that the Whiskey f- uh, Tango Foxtrot? Album must have been. I don't know. It was which that's a good album with the um, what's his name? No, never mind. Okay. Anyway, this was the the Wilco show live at Farm Aid in St. Louis back at Riverport did not impress me is all I'm trying to say. And then uh, Jeff Tweedy came back to be interviewed at our set, and he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I felt, and, I felt badly for not enjoying so they're the like, show more. They're like uh, Radiohead. Yeah, they, critically acclaimed, they, but no one listens to them. No, they they <laughs> sell out. Oh no, yes, I know. Uh, uh, I'm te- I'm they sell them. out in like five minutes every yes. time they're around here. Yeah. Well, they half of the half of the audience is uh, from Belleville, and they're getting free tickets. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they they are related to people, but no, his his autobiography is our. I don't think they call them that anymore. Memoirs mm-hmm. is really good, and John Hamm interviewed him on the stage of the pageant a couple months ago. Remember when they were both um, doing that tour or whatever? Um, so uh, Jerry uh, Seinfeld's comedians in cars with coffee starts July nineteenth, and it's so also just, the thirtieth anniversary of Seinfeld. Yes. And I watched uh, the Seinfeld Chronicles on NBC when they first came out. And uh, Larry David is coming back with Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I'm not sure when. But they're showing him in the HBO montage of what's coming up. See, Comedians in Cars is actually based on a British show. Robert Llewellyn, who was on Red Dwarf, started this thing, and he would drive people to go get stuff. And so Jerry came out with a thing that was teasing this uh, season 11 of Comedians in Cars, and he's saying that, People are ripping him off. He says carpool karaoke is a ripoff of Comedians in Cars, mm-hmm. which it is not because Comedians in Cars came out after James Corden did the first one with George Michael, like a year and a half before. It was a Red Nose Day thing. And so, but Robert Llewellyn's been doing this for a long time. So Jerry actually is not Stole right. It. Well, he didn't steal it. It's just, it's, it's Jerry's version of the same thing. People driving around in cars doing interviews. That has been around for a long Doing time. Doing mundane things like going to get a cup of coffee at a restaurant where 
when they get to the restaurant and they're sitting in the booth having coffee, everyone in the booths nearby, it's either an empty restaurant or it's the crew. Right. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's uh, I, I love uh, comedians and cars when it's on, like when it's good. Um, like the Jerry Lewis one was really good. The Larry David that, one was good. Was, uh, uh, President Obama. Oh, that well. Sure. No, that, they were just they drove around the White House. I yeah. Know. They yeah. They were not allowed yeah. to leave. Yeah. Um, but then, then the Ricky Gervais is going to be on again. I, I'm looking forward to actually the Eddie Murphy one. He's oh. good. At, oh, they got him, huh, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. I but if, if he'll be funny. But From, yeah, we'll find out. But boring. if you if you are just because it's short and sweet, if you are just in the mood to just you know you twenty just, minutes, yeah, you need something to decompress from the world. Uh, give it a shot. I, I think I so. Watch it with my kids. Uh, certain episodes I have to cherry pick because I'm like. Certain... Did you let them watch the Louis C.K. one? No, no. But um, that was a two parter, and they got on a boat. And... I know it was long, and and I I had seen that. But you know the blue numbers. Every time I go to an IMAX show, I think of the Louis C.K. and the blue numbers, mm-hmm. uh, talking about how he goes to an IMAX show on his day off and just you know gets stoned and watches the, the blue giant, numbers. You know three counting to two, ten. one shooting at him in three D, and mm-hmm. that's what he. does does i i don't condone that behavior personally but i laughed but then I thought that, that was very funny and then you also have uh the, the he did yeah. leno letterman fallon uh-huh uh who conan? else is, was conan on i think conan's been on yeah i do too I, but i don't think like colbert's been on i don't i don't think kimmel's yeah. been on jim gaffigan Oh, Jim Gaffigan's a repeat guest. Who, who else? And uh, is... Bob Einstein, oh, aka yeah. Super Dave. The... Those are funny. R.I.P. Yes, he yeah. passed. Oh. He did one. He does a lot of these people right before they die. He did one with Joan Rivers. He... Mm-hmm. No, wait. He never did one with Joan Rivers. They were going to do one, oh, and then she passed she away. Died. And then mm-hmm. uh, he did one with. He did Jerry Lewis right before he died too. He barely got that one in. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's doing more. He's doing more women now. He's doing. Uh, uh, and Amy this, Schumer. He's he's done Amy like this one. Uh, actually, Amy Schumer's friend, the Bridget uh, is it Bridget Mendler. She's really a uh, Zaftig woman, uh-huh. and she's she was on uh, uh, Amy Schumer's show all the time, and also uh, Melissa Villasenor, I believe. Oh, is okay, be on, from SNL. Yes, I believe she's going to be on. Who this was one on too. America's Got Talent as an impressionist? Mm, I, I forgot that once in a while. You know, I. Sure. I tend to watch those but uh getting back to neil labute being in he uh premieres a new a work every year at, at, at the st louis, louis show and they do have a high school component to it on saturday he will be here to work with the high school kids they've all been chosen their one act plays were chosen it's all one x they're chosen they're juried from around the country so neil premieres his show and then uh, there is um, a bunch of different uh, people that were picked across the country. There's a playwright at WashU who name just went out of my head. That's and okay. He tends to win. You'll figure it out to, as we say goodbye. I know he tends to win, but anyway, just to let you know, it's two weekends, and then they Starts start with weekend. another batch. The, the, but he's always like in the first 50. week. Well, he's in the first week, but he but the play is repeated the next batch. So it basically it's every weekend for a month. Nice. Yeah, that's what's going on. And then uh, uh, for local news, we do have the Skyview 70th anniversary drive-in. Yes, I'm wearing one of their shirts. If you go Monday night and have this shirt on, 
your admission is three dollars because that's what it was 70 years ago that doesn't make uh, sense. It'd probably have been like 15 cents. Yeah, it probably was like a quarter because the first and drive-in. There were no like, cars. Yeah, right. and then. And you were in horse and buggy. <laughs> Amplification wasn't invented. But see, okay, oh. what movies are they going to okay. be showing? Okay, this is the lineup. Uh, screen one, because they have two screens now. They do. Because in 1981, they had a screen damaged by a tornado. Or bad storm. Bad storm. Because the first screen was tornado in like the 50s. No, your meteorology. So, 81, uh-huh. bad storm. They had to replace the screen, which is the current screen, but then they added another one. So, screen one is Spider-Man: Far From Home okay. and Men in Black International. Sorry, and then uh, screen two is Toy Story Four and Aladdin. Okay. Right. So they get they're very family okay, so friendly. Yes, they yep. are, but usually they show the rated R ones second. Yeah, so this one is very family-friendly. No, no, they no, but love... they have the hot movies out right now. Yeah, they love yeah. having families. And so if you have an old Skyview shirt and wear it, you get in for eight dollars. Oh. Now well, their their adult yeah. admission is eleven, and some people think that is high, but with adult admission, you get two kids in for free. Right, but also if you go to Groupon, they have sales. All the time. Really? Yeah. And then uh, if you, and then every kid after that is $3. So you can't beat that for family entertainment. Except we go once a year. It doesn't start till it gets dark, right? Right. And then, so, and, yeah, no, the they said are, they start at like seven. Kids are no, asleep. It's I mean, like it's closer to, eight. I was there Sunday night. My, it was my kids are too to young. One. We can't do this. I, yeah. I, it sounds fantastic, and I wish we could go. Um, and I wish my kids could go have that experience. But it is like, you know, I'd have like kids dropping off before. The, the movie before they, they get to meet before they get to right. meet Forky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's oh, I like, get it. I get it. But it is uh, what is nice is people show up two hours ahead of time. Mm-hmm. They have a playground. Tailgate. You can bring your own food. They sell beer. Uh, no, they don't. But they don't. I thought they did. I think you can bring it. My oh. first one of my first movie memories is being taken to a drive-in by our neighbors. And sitting on lawn chairs outside of their car. Ronnie's? It was probably Ronnie's, yeah. And watching on the big screen Tigger, uh, Disney, bounce on his tail down a trail. And I don't know what this was, but... It was probably The Many Adventures of Winnie the yeah, Pooh in 1977. Late 70s. And you know what the feature film was? Star Wars. No. Uh, oh. Moonraker, Carl. Oh, Moonraker. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, 70, that'd be <laughs> and, 79 then. And how much of Moonraker do I remember from that night? Jaws. Not one second. But you remember, I, I was, remember Tigger. I must have passed out as a child. I was asleep. I remember looking up, but mostly what I remember is just the other people in the car and the ambiance and the playground. That's what I remember. I, oh, yeah, and they I socialize. Saw I, saw, yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw Star Wars at Ronnie's. Mm. The, the ninth time I saw Star Wars was at Ronnie's. Because, and I had to pee during, uh, yeah. one of the, uh, during the dogfight scenes, and so I made sure I peed still next to a speaker because that's when you had the speakers. speakers. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is an FM broadcast. I, yeah, they have they, FM. And so yeah, you got to watch it. The last time I, I was with my uh, my kids, uh, more. Uh, it was a couple years ago when Mad Max Fury Road was out. Cool. So we had that and we had Pitch Perfect 2 and it was really fun sitting under the stars mm-hmm. in our lawn chairs. But people get there early and they socialize. I noticed all the SUVs because I was there Sunday night they they back they back in. in and you open up thing but you have to make sure that your lights come off because if not then you have a light on and it's very annoying That's because right. ours does not have a light right. that comes off so people you know people are just it's one of the few there's only 300 drive-ins left in this country and skyview drive-in 
in Belleville is one of them. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's there's none in St. Louis anymore. There's one in Litchfield, Illinois, which is also called Skyview. And then in rural Missouri, there are some. But there used to be like over 4,000 in the heyday of mm-hmm. the 50s and 60s boomers. My mom was a single mom. And so for us five kids, this was our childhood, mm-hmm. going to the Skyview. And they'd have fireworks on 4th of July, and they'd have hay rides. And we would bring the cooler with the snacks. And, you know, I mean, that was the way I saw a ton of movies. My mother was such a, <laughs> you will enjoy this, she is such a William Holden fan because they used to show old movies, mm-hmm. and I am old, so we're talking. 60s so So, uh she took us on a school night to see a william holden movie wow on a school night (laughs) so on on at zeke film my website zekefilm.org i have an interview from a few years ago that we did with tom uh, stockman who he gives the history of local drive-ins uh, on that podcast uh 66 drive-in it's a youtube video interview between tom and i and uh it's probably better listened to than watched because then you don't have to look at like me talking or or, or Tom. Tom. Sorry, Tom. I, I, but uh, all in good fun here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's very informative. Tom knows his stuff. Oh yeah, he was at the History Museum. In fact, I quote him. I'm doing an article about the Skyview for the Belleville News Democrat, and I asked Tom for some quotes. Uh-huh. about drive-ins and he says you know it, it's a very neat and clean well-maintained place because you know it some is. of them it did not yeah. used to be they no. a couple of years ago they cleaned it up a lot yeah well you know in when uh they all started falling out of favor because of home entertainment mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s but now and this is nostalgia yeah. yeah and and you know people can sit at home but then they they don't get to sit outside under the stars and socialize and have an event and experience but uh so next week we'll talk stuber yes which is uh well i saw it i don't know if i'm embargoed but yeah yeah that's don't, don't Dave, say anything until yeah, next week that's no, the only movie that opens Dave, up next week you got nothing well, no. Well, actually, we have indies because I have Ophelia. Mm. Oh, and that's Wild Daisy Rose, Wild Daisy Rose, which is the breakout star Jesse Buckley, who's gonna who sings and, and Neon's promoting it. So you can get a screener through Neon, guys. Well, we can, not yes. not you, not the rest of you. No, no. no. It'll, be, it'll be a so, act later. Go see it okay. for real. And then what yeah. else? Oh, well, you know what? The, um, if you are into old movies, every Monday the. Tivoli has old uh, um, a movie like next Monday is 2001 Space oh. Odyssey. Speaking of which, TCM for the whole month of July, they're going to show Star Wars for the first time. By the way, oh, oh wow! And they okay. that's part of their that's part of the agreement that TCM is working with Disney yeah. because they're sponsoring um, more stuff at Hollywood Studios now. But uh, they're so. doing a whole month of sci-fi on TCM, including they're showing 2010. And but they're doing a whole bunch of moon movies, the week of the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. And then uh, in moving, TCM's the best. I love them. And now movies that we can sit watching when we were, uh, you know, teen years, twenties, are on there now. But you have to see 2001: A Space Odyssey in the theater. And I assume what they're showing, Lynn, is is going to be this restored version that ran uh, last summer. Yeah. Um, it. I, I took my kids to see it. Um, out at. Did they understand it? I briefed them, and mm-hmm. they appreciated. Did it. Did you they, say the they, first half hour 
just sit through it. <laughs> I just said, I said, no, I said, Hey guys, this is not like other movies. And I get, you know, I didn't ex- try to explain what the movie means or anything. I just told them what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that briefed them. And, uh, uh, my kids are good movie watchers anyway. Cause that's how I raised them. Smart. And, uh, they, they dug it. They did. They really did. Good. And, uh, it was legit. Mind blowing. Yeah. Change their- did they have and- questions at the end? Oh yeah, oh yeah, but not. Why like, was there a half hour of monkeys at the they, beginning? They weren't neg. No, I told them that this is this is begins at the dawn of time. I mm-hmm. told them that, and I said then it goes forward, uh, which is past, like into the future. Even though the future then was two thousand and one, the year which is long past, past. for us. But you, you just have to think yeah, about it. There's there was a there was space station in two thousand one, nineteen sixty eight point of view. It was a, uh, that that was thirty two kind of years the away, far flung future. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, yeah. Dave. Yeah. So no. It's, Sorry, Dave. And they they really got it. They appreciate it, and they still talk about uh, Hal and stuff. So yeah, no, yeah. I'd say you know um, it's uh, a must see on the big screen. I had a boyfriend in high school that had explained that Hal was a one letter above IBM, mm-hmm. and that was mind blowing. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're 16, 17, you're like, really, ooh. Jim, what do you have ooh. to promote right now? Well, you could go to my site again, zekefilm.org, and check that out. Uh, I have a review uh, posted, written review of Spider-Man Far From Home, if you haven't gotten enough of hearing me yak about that. Um, local filmmaker Paul Hibbert has reviewed Midsummer. Paul's a big horror guy and very good uh, um, insights on that, I think. Um, even though I don't know that he liked it quite as much as me, he did like He liked it more than it. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so then let's see, what else do we have? Um, coming up, I think I'll get this posted today, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Um, the best of 2019 films so far, since, since we are halfway through the yesterday year. Yesterday was the hump day of the year. We, yeah, we, we might have to talk about that next week, we Carl. We voted on, mm-hmm. uh, the, I, I got all the critics that would send me lists, send me their top five of the year, and we, uh, and I, I I've got to post the individual lists and the collective site-wide list, uh, which is always interesting. How many? Did you do 10 or five? Uh, five. Or five? I, 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 for the mid-year, I try to do five, and for the end of the year, we do 10. And yeah, usually the 10 that everybody gives at the end of the year are, is radically different from the five they give mid-year. Right. Yeah, I was going to say— the movies come out in the last half of the year. Yeah, I was going to say— Usually. I was going to—the five uh, would be a stretch right now, I think, to come up with oh, five. Oh, we had no problem. Some people gave huh? me 10. Um, I go ahead and—this year, I went ahead and posted all 10. If they give me 10 or— like for me, I posted nine. It's content. I only had nine good ones that I, I was like, once you get past. What's your number one? My own number one is Toy Story 4. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Team Forky. Uh, nobody else picked Toy Story 4, by the way. Hmm. Um, and the other thing that and happens. And a lot of people with, picked Endgame. Yeah. Endgame is on all the lists because everyone saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what also happens mid-year on these sorts of things with websites. It's is blockbusters. That it's blockbusters and then odds and ends that like one person saw to review it for the site, but nobody else got around to it yet. It, but and, they will catch up with it by December. Hopefully. Did people put a book smart on there? Yeah, one see the site doesn't even ever review a book smart unfortunately, but it did make it into the top 
the site-wide top five. It is now in second-hand, uh, second, what is that called? When second like run. Like the, the second run. St. Andrew's Theater. Yeah. That's all we have, right? Because Keller closed. Right. Yes, well, St. Clair 10 in Fairview Heights has. Oh. Yeah, St. Yeah. Clair 10 So there's one it. on each side of the river. They have Mall. Okay. They have Booksmart. Mm-hmm. They have. I like all, Booksmart. I need to see Booksmart. I do, too. That's one got I do, too. Me, too. That happened. That was a that was a bad time. Um, also, the science fair, uh, science fair, the science center does this first Fridays thing. Mm-hmm. So this Friday is, is Gladiator. So they're going to show. Why wouldn't they do something Mooney? I maybe they're saving that. Oh but, wait, no, this is July. Yes. I don't know. That is odd. They're gonna moon you. Yeah. I did see their destination moon last year, and it was fabulous. So maybe that's that. why. I don't know. That is a good question. CNN starts their uh, multiple part series, the movies, on Sunday night. Okay, that's the time. It's the Tom Hanks, of comedy. Yeah, Tom Hanks is uh, produced one, and you know he does those great ones, 60s, 70s, 80s, history of comedy. They're wonderful, wonderful compilations. So this should be good. I don't know how many parts it is. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. But it's first starts, I've heard of it, Lynn. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So Sunday nights, that is that is it. And then uh, since we're uh, mo- we talk about Disney movies a lot, the the live action movie some of the casting has been announced including melissa mccarthy as ursula oh for little mermaid for little mermaid i, I thought i said little mermaid sorry did not. and then jacob tremblay who's getting older he's going to be flounder, flounder and aquafina is going to be scuttle yes oh he's got aquafina in an mm-hmm. aquatic film here yes uh, apropos so uh, who's directing this Little Mermaid live action? Rob, have... Rob Marshall, who did uh, uh, Chicago. Yeah, right, and yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. But yeah, Lin-Manuel... Yeah, he's fine, he's fine. It's just kind of a boring choice. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a boring choice. <laughs> you know, years ago they were talking about Sofia Coppola directing this Little Mermaid thing. Really? Yeah, and then she realized, what am I doing? And she ran away to keep doing her own thing. <laughs> well, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who also did songs for Moana, is yeah. doing But he also did. He also did... Mary Poppins Returns. That's right. So he's working with Rob Marshall again. Right. All right. So yeah. Well, that. a lot of people like Rob Marshall, but I do think it's a boring choice, as you do too. So that's what we got going. Lynn, where where can they find you? Uh, TimesNewspapers.com, and I'm on KTRS on Thursdays, except this week's the holiday, so it's I'm not sure no. if I'm tonight or Friday. My name is Carl the Intern Middleman. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. You can hear me on FM News Talk 97.1 periodically and every week with Max on Movies. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy holiday. Happy birthday, America. God bless America. (laughs) 